The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you to grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Hey, Cleaning Nation. Mike Camping here with Omero Guerra. I think that's the right way to say it. Um, there's an H. His name is Omero, but it starts with an H. It's very, because and his wife, Irma, super easy to say. I don't know why we can't just make everything like that. This guy started Two Maids in a Mop uh, in Spring, Texas, which is just outside of Houston. Uh, it's a franchise. We've helped a couple of their clients. Good uh, organization. Started this February 2020. We're recording this um, December 2022. So we got coming up on three years. Um, the reason, one of the many reasons I wanted to introduce y'all to Omero is a, he's a super sweet guy. And B, I think some of the transformation he went through in the last couple of months since I've known him is very, I don't say common, that makes him sound like not important, but lots of you guys are going through the same problems and it's, I can jump up and down and beat a drum and say one or whatever. Like, ah, it's just Mike. What do you do? You, you, you scream in a microphone. Whereas Omero's like, this dude's doing it right now. So he's living it. So if you don't mind, Omero, why don't you tell me kind of your, because what you know now is probably different what you came from. So I'm, I would love to hear just because I don't know this. When you came, you probably, I don't know if you came to solve the solution that we helped you solve or not. What was your thing that made you reach out? And then then we'll kind of dive into how everything's trans, transgressed for you. Sure, Mike. No, thank you. Thank you for that. So uh, let me start. Yeah, I mean, I've been, we had this uh, uh, office, you know, part of the franchise that you mentioned, you know, two mates, you know, since uh, uh, February of 2020. So it's been about, you know, almost three years now uh, with that. So we started with the pandemic. Uh, it's been a roller coaster, you know, uh, to say the least, you know, with everything. But um, I think when uh, we came to you and, uh, and uh, when I uh, found out about, you know, the program is that, you know, we were in a really still are in a, in a, in a bit of a difficult situation, right? I mean, just being, uh, uh, just uh, uh, investing into the company. I mean, I'm a very persistent guy, you know, just, uh, so um, it, it was, it was at a point where I knew that I needed help, you know, for sure uh, at, at this point. So uh, um, I think, you know, like we've talked about on the program, uh, the, uh, the, the franchise is great in providing a lot of the platforms and, and the systems, you know, kind of out of the box, but, um, they don't really teach you to be a business owner. And, and uh, this is the first time for me, a business owner. I mean, I was really in corporate America, you know, before. And, um, and, and I kind of struggled, you know, you know, quite a bit, you know, to, to be honest, uh, into really to make this a successful business. Uh, and, and that's where, where I came, you know, I found about, uh, about your program and, uh, been there for a bit over two months, you know, already. And, uh, and I'm really getting a lot of pressure, like drinking out of, uh, of a power hose, you know, uh, definitely. <laughs> so we'll talk about kind of what the actual problem was, because obviously I think that's what, what Clean Nation is interested in. I would just like to know, when you came in, did you have a thought of what the problem, and by the way, Omero's got some good growth at just the profit end of it. You know, for, right. he's got good revenue, just no daggum profit. Maybe he's not having to put money in sometimes. So really just a, a big, it wasn't a little problem, like, you know, and it's frustrating because like, I can't grow. That's a frustrating problem. I'm growing, but I can't hire and I got to clean. That's a frustrating problem. One of the most exquisite frustrations is I'm growing with top line revenue. I don't have to clean. I'm this close to a good business. The daggum thing's just not making any money. It's a freaking hobby. Or I'm having to put money into it. It's supposed to pay me. So I, right, one right, of my right, favorite right. problems to solve, but 
So generally, I think you knew, hey, I'm not making the profit I need. But specifically, when you came, did you have an idea of what problem it was? Or were you just like, I don't even know what I don't know? No, um, I, I think you're right. I mean, it's just that we've been, uh, when I came in, we've been stuck. You know, we've been growing a little bit, you know, but just growing to the point where, uh, yeah, we are making, you know, great revenue. You know, we had, you know, some, some employees, but um, still, you know, we, we cannot get to the next level. I mean, we're just still stuck, you know, in a way. And uh, so um, we've tried, you know, different, different things, you know, obviously, I mean, we knew our expenses were a little bit, you know, you know, uh, you know, much, you know, for what we needed, but uh, you know, just knowing what what it is, you know. So it was a little bit over the place. I mean, uh, you know, not getting enough, you know, uh, you know, customers, or we were getting not the right customers, you know, in a way. Employees, you know, and we talk on the program, you know, having you know the the right employees, you know, coming in and, and doing that. So it was a combination of things. So I cannot really put like one single thing. Uh, I think it was a combination, you know, of of things. Does that make sense? Yeah. So let me, I'll give a couple of bits of feedback and I'll give my perspective. And this is my favorite because I can, as a coach, kind of have how I experienced your growth, which is a little different from how you experienced. And it's just cool for Clean Nation to go how it feels from both sides. So two things, one, and this is for Clean Nation as much as for Omero. I think the big thing is for all the problems we talked about, I can't get employees. I'm still cleaning. I can't grow. I, I can't make any profit or I make profit, but my cash flow sucks or whatever thing we got there's you know there's it's business there's lots of different problems i think the first biggest problem which you guys are going to hate because i was like just tell me what to do and we'll t- i promise we'll talk about some tactics but the first biggest problem is i think we tolerate it we just think we tell ourselves crazy stories like, well it's a business you know i'm not supposed to make money for five years and you know most people don't blah 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 so then once we tolerate it, we start asking the wrong questions or we just accept it. And we start saying, okay, but if I had to make money this year, how would I do that? Right? So the first and foremost thing that we do with clients, I don't want to do it with you guys, Clean Nation, is you've got to start saying, if this is what you're committed to, I want a business that pays my bills in advance, not where I have to worry about payroll and cash flow sucks and you know I can't make it and I don't want to do any cleaning. How would I have to make that happen? So there's got to be a standard. And I would go so far as to go, if this dadgum thing, and here's the cool thing, guys, there are some businesses that might take five or 10 years, but you know, Omero's got a franchise. Like they, they teach them how to do some of that stuff. The, the clients that go through us, we teach you how to do it, right? So if you don't have the systems and processes, yeah, I guess you can, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. But when you have a franchise or you go through our training, so you've got proven systems and processes, that story of like, it's got to take five years, that's bull crap. That's just not the truth. So- I think the first thing is just drawing a line in the sand and go, listen, in next six months, I'm going to make X amount of money. I don't want to do any cleaning. I'm not going to have problems with cash flow. How would I have to, what would I have to do to get there? And then just hold yourself to that standard. If you can't do it, do something else. Like you've got to be okay. I think some people are like, I'll never give up. It's like, so you're just going to be in a bad business until you die, like yeah. until you go bankrupt. That's insane. So first to set standards, if you set some standards for yourself that are motivating. If you, if you let yourself have that, you know, poor home, you know, it's funny, I'm guessing you had some money from corporate America, whatever. So you could go a time either putting money in or not making enough or whatever, but you're a bright guy. I'll bet you if somehow magically two and a half years ago, I could have taken your whole net worth. And it's like, okay, Omero, if you want to live indoors, you got to make this work. You'd have figured it out. Like it'd have been painful to figure out. So step one, set your standards. If you, if your standards are whatever, I'll tolerate cleaning. I'll tolerate by cash flow. I'll tolerate not making money. I'll tolerate whatever. That's what you will in any relationship with humans and business. That's how it goes. Okay. Uh, yeah. So once you got in, I felt the first problem was very specific 
fairly simple to solve. It wasn't a bunch of stuff. But before I kind of give my perspective, what once you got into the program, what was your experience on what needed to be solved and how you solved it? Like what were the big chunks that you can give to cleaning nations so they can kind of get some of that value? Yeah, yeah, no, I think, you know, thank you. Uh, the, the, the biggest thing is, is I was there exactly where, 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 where you were mentioning and where I was at. I mean, it's just kind of great. I mean, just accepting that this is the way it is, just pouring a little bit. So kind of giving myself, okay, it will work, you know, next, but, you know, doing the same thing, you know, all the time without really changing, it was kind of insane. But uh, right away, I think that the, biggest thing is that with that with the program is really kind of zeroing in your numbers really into uh into our PL, you know the expenses really understanding uh on that i mean i you know heard the term cost of good souls and things like that i mean i knew i mean from obviously also from the franchise you know a, a lot of the metrics but really 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 understanding you know and going into the numbers and details you know what what was really my biggest, you know, this, you know, you know, issue that, you know, that I had, right. And then, uh, you know, mismanagement, whatever that may be. But I think that was one of the very, very first, you know, important things is that I really need to own, you know, the numbers really to, to really get a hold of this thing, understanding and start putting the systems in place and the goals and targets to, to, to really, uh, start making some progress on, on that. And, and I, w- I wasn't doing that. I mean, I, I knew we kind of had a problem. I was just really hoping that as we grow in the revenue, everything will just kind of grow, you know, at the same time. But, uh, but it's just, you know, nonsense. So <laughs> because the expenses were growing at the same time as the revenue was growing. The, gosh, you're so spot on, Omer. You said so many good things I want to unpack if I can. So, First and foremost, just for cleaning nation, before we move on, I want to give you this whole nonsense of pick a number. It doesn't matter 10 grand, 20 grand, 50 grand. I'm doing 30 grand a month and I know I'm not making any money, but once I get to 50, then I'll make money. Just a lie from the pit of hell. You can be profitable from day one. Now, and we coach to somewhere between 20, 25% net profit. Um, So if you only have a $5,000 business to expect you're going to make 10,000 in profit, well, of course that's not going to work. But to go, well, 20% of 5,000 is a thousand bucks. I should be able to make a thousand dollars. So, and again, it's standard. So we tolerate, and here's what we don't say. I will tolerate making no, I'll work 60 hours a week, put my heart, soul, and passion in this thing and make no profit for the first year. We don't say that. We say we soften it with a bunch of lies, not lies, but half truths. Well, no, it's making profit. I'm just, I'm just reinvesting it all in the business. Like that makes us feel good. Cause it's an acceptable, it's almost like when some, you know, you're in college age and someone's like, what are you going to do with your life in your heart? You're like, I don't know. I'm terrified, but you say I'm in college and I'm getting good grades. Like it's kind of the socially acceptable thing. But in reality, you're like, I don't know that this is, you know, not that college is bad or good. I'm just saying it's kind of a socially expect- acceptable thing from age 18 to 24. Right. And then even if you're like, I don't know, I have no skills. I have enough. I'm scared of my mind, but you're like, but I'm going to college. So it's going to be okay. Same thing is if we go, I'm not making any money. I'm terrified is what we should say. I got to fix this. But we do say I'm reinvesting in the company. I've been told you got to spend money to make money, but really we're just saying I'm tolerating my business, not being profitable. So just guys, guys, you don't have to tolerate that. Not at a thousand dollars of revenue, not at 10, not at 20, not at 50, not at a hundred. Okay. Yeah, live from the pit of hell. I'll, you know, I'm losing money per each, but I'll make it up in volume. No, you won't. Like, and maybe in some businesses, there's some truth to that. Not in a cleaning business. That is not right. the truth, period. Okay. Maybe for the first one or 2,000, for the first one or two months, if you have to do non recurring expensive buying supplies. Right. So, like, first couple months, non recurring, not forever. But once you're four or five months in, you should be making profit, chippity chop, not four or five years. Okay. Second thing you said, Omer, that I really want to get clarity on is, 
I wasn't doing the accounting. I know I should. So here's what I think happens. You can tell me if this is you, Omero. There's two or three things that you know you should. I should be doing the accounting. I should have a better culture. I should be on social media. I should be doing more. more mark. We have a bunch of shoulds. And I think the value, part of the value we were able to bring to you is there's one should that needed to be done right now. Your cost of good is sold is too high. We've got to get that fixed right now. So I think you had that mixed in with three or four of the things you felt were important. And they aren't, I'm not saying they weren't important, right. but one was absolutely killing you was that you had a kink in your hose and then some other things down line, but until you unkink it, there's nothing to talk about. Is that, talk to me. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's like, as, as everybody knows, you know, you're obviously, I mean, the, uh, uh, payroll on a, on a cleaning, you know, uh, company, I mean, it is really your biggest, biggest expense, right? Because you're paying your employees. I mean, it's a, it's a service, you know, business. So I knew I had a problem that it was my biggest problem, but I never really manage it well. Right. And it's a combination of things. I mean, it's just, uh, you know, a turnover of employees, you know, uh, trying to, uh, you know, uh, not follow even the franchise system a lot of times and then just hoping that things were just gonna you know work well uh started having a little bit of their you know procedures and you know takes in place you know got a little bit better but still really not under control and, and i know that uh, that was one of my biggest you know biggest mistake you know uh you know that i've been i've been making so uh i think just the clarity to to uh to really understand that this is the number. I mean, this is really what I just can't go past and manage it that way and have much better clarity and 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 really uh you know focus into everything that I need to do for to to make sure that my cost of good souls are where and then even get better at it. I mean as as we grow and 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 make that number even uh even better uh um I, I it's it's provides a lot a lot of good clarity, you know, you know, in a way. Hey, amazing people, you may have noticed we don't sell a dadgum thing on this podcast. We don't allow ads. The only ask I could ever have of you guys is if you dig the show for you to spread the word and share so we can change as many lives as possible. Literally, it'll take you five seconds to give us a great review. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate you as a listener and value the gift of your kind words. Now back to the show. So let me ask what... And we get this a lot and Omero is not like this at all, but uh, well, I guess all clients are to a degree, but Omero is very coachable. We get, because there's two levels of this. One is I didn't know I had, everything feels like an emergency. I got a client complain and then an employee quit. And then the, you know, my accountant called with some issue over there and the bank said this client's card declined. So there's all this stuff that's all, and you know, my cost of goods sold is no good. It kind of just gets lumped. So I hear you saying, you kind of had an idea of this is more important than others, but we didn't see it. So the first part is I get it. And here's the second part, which I want to get how you overcame this so we can help the listeners overcome. And this is part of the fun part about being a coach and the most frustrating part about being a coach. Like once we take someone's money, I feel an obligation to make sure they get results and they change. So sometimes not often, but sometimes it's like, well, there's two or three things and they're all of similar priority. And you know, the typically the client about, oh, I like this one. I'll do that one first. Easy peasy. Other times, one thing is just separating the signal from the noise, right? One, there's a lot of noise out there and there's one signal. And as a coach, you can clearly see like, you got to get the cost of goods sold squared up. So step one is getting either figuring out on your own, getting a coach, somehow getting to know, is there a big kink in my hose I got to deal with? Obviously we were able to see that very clearly with Omero's business, easy peasy. Um, and sometimes it's not even that the coach is genius. It's just that when you're in the situation, you can't see the force of it. You can't tell that you're 
wet when you're in the water. Like, it's, you know what I'm saying? Someone else that's dry can tell you. So that's step one, which you did fine on. Step two is a lot of times people go, I don't really like that coaching. I've maybe been told it before. And the reason I haven't dealt with it with the other stuff is I don't want to deal with it. It sounds scary. I've got fear, whatever. And they kind of give you the, what else you got? And for a good coach is like, until this problem gets solved, I have nothing else. Like I've got a compound fracture that's bleeding out from my femoral artery. And I'm telling the doctor like, now vitamins, are those really good? And the doctor's like, I have nothing to talk to you about until we until we stop the bleeding. There's nothing to talk about. So how did you, Omero, get from that? I know this is something I should handle to fine. I will freaking get it handled and actually dive in and do the work. <clears throat> I, it's a good one. I mean, I think there is an accountability process, right? You know, by being coach, you know, being in, 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 our, in your program. Uh, I knew I had a problem. I knew that was, you know, one of my biggest, but um, it was really, I guess I was just hoping that things will work out, you know, at the end without really, you know, doing that. And and, and, and hoping is saying, I mean, I have, you know, good employees. I want to do that. I want to go a little bit above and beyond, but anything that I did was not working, obviously. And obviously my numbers are still, you know, we're not whether need to be. I mean, they're still working on them, as uh, as you know. But now I have the clarity, and I I understand why. And it is like you said. I mean, until I fix this problem, you know, that we're talking about that that I had, you know, when we're making a lot of progress now, is that uh, you know I don't really have a profitable business. I mean, I have a, a, a business, but but it's, it's still not profitable. I mean, just can't you know we can go any 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 longer. So I think it's just. That uh, uh, the accountability and having so the other thing is that just knowing that I'm not on my own, you know, because I've been, uh, you know, thinking it's like, wow, I mean, everybody else is successful. I mean, I'm the only one, you know, struggling, <laughs> you know, business owner. They kind of understanding we're all going through the same, you know, cycle. But uh, but I was there. I mean, I was just looking like everybody else knows. It takes two to three years, you know, for a business to be profitable. I mean, it, it shouldn't. I mean, you can and now. Now, I mean, if I do it all over again, I mean, it will, it will be definitely, you know, much, much different. You know, so a couple of things you said that I want to hit. Um, one, that hopium will kill you, right? That, oh, I hoped and I whatever. And, you know, it, yeah. I love the word hopium because it, it feel I've never done drugs, but I, I picture opium as just this thing where you just like yeah. lay and take it all the time and you're like, this is just my life. And you put it with hope. Like, yeah, you just kind of like put it into your body. That's like, if I just stay the same, maybe magically something will, and we just have, it. it's such a ridiculous yeah. belief, but we're addicted. We can't get out of it. So I love you being like that hope in something wrong. You know, hope is beautiful until you put the hope in the wrong thing. Like, I hope I get some more drugs. Hope is now a bad thing. Um, so I, I love that, that the second thing I want to give you guys is he said, I was in the, the group, so which is great for everyone that was in the coaching, but for the vast majority of you that we're not going to be able to work with, you're like, well, that doesn't help me, jerk. So let me tell you how we get that leverage in the group, and you can try and duplicate that without the group, right? I mean, not that we don't want you as clients, but I want everyone to get results, whether we get to work with you or not. So what, and please jump in, Omero, if you're like, that's not really what I meant. What I hear you saying is when I got in the group, that made me change. And I'm like, great, that helps all the people in our group, but what about the rest of them? Mine, and we do it very intentionally. The real word I would replace that with and tell me if I'm putting words in your mouth is leverage. We got leverage on you. So a couple things. One, our program is not cheap. So if it was a nickel and asked Omer to do scary stuff, he might go, eh, 
no, good luck, old man. And just keep walking. If it was a buck, probably the same thing. If it was a thousand bucks. Maybe he listens a little, if it's 10,000, he listens a lot. If it's a million dollars, he's, you know, whatever. <laughs> so the, and by the way, those who pay, pay attention and you're like, okay, so I should pay more for stuff. Maybe, but you should charge more for stuff. So just, just saying <laughs> the reason Omero's a good client is because he's, it wasn't cheap. And if it was cheap, even the same human would have been, he, Omero wouldn't have been as good of a client for half the money or 10% of the money. So a get leverage and whether you give it the money to me or give it to somebody else and be like, Hey, every time I curse, I'll give you a hundred dollar bill or every, you know what I'm saying? Like you can, yeah. yeah. The second lever, and this is all leverage, by the way, I'm just talking the different kinds of leverage you can give on yourself. Financial is certainly leverage. Um, it just has to be enough. Right. And it has to be, because the deal was the way the financial leverage is killing them now is like, Hey, I'll bleed you slow. Omero. Um, as long as you don't handle this, you're never going to make any money, but you won't lose a lot of money and everything will be okay. And Omar was like, I'll pay that price. I'm like, I'll bleed you fast cash on the barrel head right now. And if you don't, and that money's gone, if you don't do anything, we actually do, you just wasted it. And I was like, well, hold on now that's expensive. So it's funny. Cause I think the, the cost of that you were paying already was more than the price of our thing over time, but because of the positioning, right? Like, even if you're like, you know, like, oh, if you, I've heard, I don't know if it's the truth. Every, every cigarette you smoke costs five minutes off your life. Well, if it's at the end of your life, you'll pay it. But if it's five minutes now, you're like, ah, that's scary. So kind of the, it's not just the money. It's the how much and who does it and when do I pay it? So make sure you, you figure out, you have to figure out a way that the, the money means something to you. Cause it was costing you money beforehand. It was just costing you in such a way you're like, I'll pay. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it, it, it's a lot. I mean, you know, one thing, Mike, that you guys, you know, do very well. I mean, it, it's, um, and I didn't understand at the beginning, you know, the part of the mindset aspect of the program, but this is, I think it's very applicable into that because, yeah, I mean, I was already, you know, throwing a lot of that money away, you know, not the, the right, you know, you know, but yeah, I mean, I was just, you know, investing or expanding so much into, into, into my business. And until I really, you know, change and have a, you know, with, with you mentioned the, the leverage or, you know, what I think is like, really, I mean, uh, I have now that accountability, you know, partner and aspect, you know, in, in, in the program is that, uh, you know, it, that completely changed my mind, you know, to understand the first is that uh, we can do this. I mean, you know, this is, this is, this is doable because I there was at the point where I was already, I mean, you know, about to give up, you know, in, in, mm-hmm. in, in this, in, in, in my business, you know, so to speak, you know, in investing, I mean, I was still, pretty persistent, but uh, it was something had to change, you know, you know, in a way. And I think what I was getting into the, the mindset and, and framing that is that uh, it takes a lot of kind of rethinking and reframing the way I, I, I was thinking about my, my business, you know, you know, honestly, you know, you know, for every aspect from employees, from clients to the systems, what's really important and, and doing that instead of, you know, firefighting all the time, you know, you know, in a way. Yeah, I think that's all spot on. The last thing I'll kind of end with when we talk about that leverage, because really we just needed enough leverage to get the pain of staying the way he is higher than the pain of change. Because there's pain for both, right? It's not like there's a pain-free option. It was painful to a degree just to work so hard and have a, a business that could be so successful and really not make any money. That's painful. Um, of course, diving into your books and doing the hard work of that, which I'm guessing when you dove in probably wasn't as hard as you thought it might be, but um, that was pain as well. So money's one way to do it. And we talked about, it's not just money because it was going to cost them more money. If you just talk about money to stay the same, it was the framing of the money. Perfect example is casinos. The reason they immediately go, give us your actual cash money and we'll give you fake chips 
is, you know, if you're, you know, God forbid playing a hundred dollar table, you put a hundred dollar bill down. There's an emotional consequence. Like, oh, I can't do that. But just this little black chip, that's just a piece of rubber. It means nothing. So it's not just the money. It's the money in a way that gets leveraged in your life. So you got to figure out what that looks like for you. The second piece was, there's probably a better, more professional way to say it. I don't know. Peer pressure. We put you in a group of people. Omero said it perfectly. Like he's a competitive, smart guy. And when he sees other people, the odds would say half the people in the group were smarter than him and half were dumber, but he sees most of them doing better. He's like, well, wait a second. I'm, not, I'm a smart, you know, and if, you know, that was just him going, I'm not going to let these, and again, it's a great group. We love each other. It's not like Homero's being a jerk or adversarial, but he just sees other people succeeding and going, they don't have anything I don't have to do. And so those are the two things. So I, I guess the big takeaway I would give for you, and I'm going to let Omero close with any thoughts is, Get some, get some leverage on yourself, right? If you, and you came half leveraged, right? Like if we would have come to you a year ago and said, you're the same working, let me sell you something or whatever, you probably wouldn't have worked. But when you got to the point where you're like, all right, I'm ready enough to reach out and get help and then invest some money. And then it's like, well, cause what happens, you kept, you kept taking little baby steps to leverage yourself more and more. Well, I'll, I'll reach out and ask for some help, but you didn't get help. You just asked for it. And then it's like, oh crap, if I get this help, it's going to cost money. And if I spend money, I'm going to have to actually do it. And then you kind of leverage yourself. And then you've got other peer pressure going, come on, Omer, you can do it. And you're like, dang it. I spent the money. I went to the appointment. I've got the peer. Now you're kind of like, I'm stuck. It's almost like when you go to the top yeah. of the slide, you yeah. want down, but there's a line behind you and you, you can't face all those people walking backwards. It's less painful to just go down the slide. But if you just start at the top of the slide, yeah. So you kind of committed by, I'm in the slide. I'm going like, say with Space Mountain when you're a kid, like, oh, I can't, you know, I'm here. I can't get out of this thing. You're, you're in. So um, Cleaning Nation, find a way. Obviously, if you find some coaching or a group or something that's got a system for that, that's the easy way to do it. Um, but if that's not for you, find a way to get some leverage on yourself, right? Find a peer group, find the financial lever that you can pull to get the result that you want. All right. Anything to add before we close it out, Omer? Yeah, no, no, no. I think you said it very well. I mean, I, I think it's like, I mean, other people may be, you know, very well and, you know, they, they, they understand, you know, other like myself, you know, included, you know, can, can use that, uh, that, uh, that, the help and the commitment and the support group and that leverage, you know, that you mentioned really, I mean, I need to get this done, you know, on that. So, uh, uh, on that. And I love that about the program, you know, that, uh, it's really, you know, getting everybody into, I mean, it's just a nonstop, uh, you know, working in your business, you know, to get it, you know, where it needs to be. And and that, and, and I love about that, you know. Cool. Well, let's end with a action item. That's also a shameless plug to give me $0. Um, I think a big part that you can do right now, because I love the big ideas in these podcasts, but I like also having a little quickie, like I can do that right now. Um, we've all heard, you know, if you take your five closest friends income or net worth, that's your income or your net worth. Um, I would almost take our closest friends because that has some overlaid emotion with youth and brothers and sisters. Take that out. Just put the five people you spend the most time with. I think that's less emotionally charged. Decide who to spend some time with, right? So for us, we do, um, you know, we really look to work with people 20, dollars $30,000 and up, at least $5,000. Um, so if you're not quite there already, start spending some time with the people that are successful. So we've got 900 podcasts. There's a Facebook group of 15,000 people. We're on Instagram um, and start surrounding yourself with um, people that believe what you believe and will hold you accountable and kind of get leverage on you and find a buddy that listens to the show or recommended the show and be like, Hey, maybe we could listen and, and discuss and talk uh, once a month over coffee or something. So take some action, 
upgrade the people that you're spending time with. And that's a great way to start with leverage. All that stuff's available completely free. GrowMyCleaningCompany.com. Check it out now. Well, here we are at the end of the podcast and you made it. Great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me. But like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing. Share it with a friend. Share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me to the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431. 602-932-6431. I am the only one who responds to these texts, and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can as long as uh, this number is manned. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now. 602-932-6431. Give me a text. Say hey. Can't wait to meet you.